Hey, hey, it's me, Shania, and you are listening to The Ordinary Gal Podcast, a podcast where I talk about how to overcome post-grad struggles and tap into new ways to figure out who you are and what you want to become. In this episode, I'm talking all about starting your own business with the help of my special guest, Callista, the CEO of Alpha Swimwear. From taking the risk to start your business to finding product inspiration, we are covering it all. So sit back, relax, and definitely don't forget a snack. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 17 of the Ordinary Gal podcast featuring moi, your hostess with the most is Shanene. And today I'm so excited because we are starting a new series on the podcast called Boss Baddies. First of all, how cute is that name? Because like, I'm I'm loving her. I love it. I, I'm really excited for it. And I'm glad that the title just is such a good one. Like somebody please just hype up the title because I think it's so good. But I'm so excited for this series because we are going to be interviewing a bunch of different entrepreneurs so we can get their full insights, you know, see the success stories, see the failures that they've had along the way, talk about costs, which is something a lot of people don't talk about. We're going to be covering every single question you can possibly ask an entrepreneur so that you can get all the full insights of how it could be to start your own business. I think being an entrepreneur is a career path that a lot of people don't talk about or it's very risky. So a lot of people don't even fathom going down that pathway or that career choice. But I feel like it's so important to cover this, especially after post-grad or even if you're in university or college right now. I think it's so important to talk about because it could be a career path that you decide to follow one day. And I think getting these insights from different entrepreneurs is something that could be extremely insightful for every single one of you. I know at one point, you know, starting a business may come across your mind. And why not have the insights that you have from listening to this podcast, you know, just sitting in the back of your brain? You know, what if you do start a start a business? You have all this information and insight from all these entrepreneurs that I interview. So this is a series I am so excited about, and I hope you guys all enjoy it. In today's episode, I don't even know how to introduce this girl because she is just killing it. Today, I interview a girl named Callista, and she has started a body positive swimwear brand. Absolutely adore her whole message when it comes to her bikini brand because she really, really is so just, I don't even know how to explain. The passion that she has behind this brand is just so incredible. She really, really wants girls to feel positive in the bikinis that she's creating. And she also has a huge passion for eco-friendly products, um, like sustainable products, and also making sure that the products that she's making are of good quality and not just like that fast fashion brand, which I absolutely love. And I think especially in COVID, support your local because they are doing amazing things like Callista. I don't want to give away too much because Callista kind of answers every single question you could possibly want to know about her business and where she's gotten today. So without a further ado, we're going to stop talking about and giving away all this information and we'll just hop into the podcast. Kind of a disclaimer before we get into it. Um, with COVID, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult for me to interview my guests because I can't go and visit them in person, which kind of sucks because I would love to meet them in person. But we do have to deal with, you know, that Wi-Fi connection. Um, <laughs> throughout this podcast, I, you know, that Rogers, that Bell connection, she was not connecting, you know. So there are some parts where it may be a little bit harder to hear Callista. 
but for the most part the quality is amazing and you can hear all the insights that she has to say there's a few parts where she cuts out a little bit but do not blame her that is blame 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 bell you know like what are you doing bell come on give me that give me that fast wi-fi what are you doing but yeah i just want to kind of give that disclaimer before we start because you know wi-fi is a thing that does stop podcasts sometimes so yeah, why don't we just hop into today's podcast without me continuing to blab about Bell Wi-Fi, and let's just get into it. So here is the incredible Callista. Okay, and here is Callista. Hi. <laughs> so we are going to hop into some really good questions that I curated, and then we have a lot of Instagram questions. So without further ado, let's just get into it because I'm pretty sure they want to hear you talk more than me. So the first question is just kind of tell us about yourself, tell us about your business and give us all that fun stuff. Yeah, so my name is Calista D'Souza. I'm 20 years old now and I'm from Toronto. Uh, and I started my business back in 2020, right when COVID hit in April. That's when I launched. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me about four months to, you know, research and build everything that I wanted to do, learn about everything, because obviously there's a lot behind building a brand. <sighs> Um, and then, yeah, I launched it. It's a bikini brand based on body positivity and um, inclusive sizing because I think that women are most vulnerable in their knees and it's most important for them to feel confident in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I've started it. I grew it. We have a little bit of a team now, which is really exciting. And basically, that's just what day I work on that full time. And that's how I started it. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Like 20 years old. Get it, girl. She like <laughs> knows. She knows what she wants to do. I love that. Okay. So we're going to kind of hop more into all about your swimwear company. And it was just kind of like, how did you start your company and why did you start it? Okay. So how I started it was I did a lot of research. This is one thing that I have given to any girl who has asked for advice is research. Like I spent four to five months at I'm not telling anyone what I was doing, just listening to every podcast I could, reading every article, talking to whoever I could that would give me the advice to build this. Mm-hmm. Once I felt like I had a good foundation, I took it to a manufacturer. This ended up not going so well for me. It is hard to find a manufacturer that fits my price range. I wanted to make affordable bikinis, not like $200 bikinis. Like it's just mm-hmm. way too much. So. After doing a a lot more research on manufacturers, I decided it wasn't for me, and I picked up my mom's sewing machine and taught myself how to sew. (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh. Okay, that is hard. I tried doing that, and I tried making, like, one piece, and it was just a fail. Oh, my first bikini, I still have, it has, like, holes in the seat. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Good for you. Wow. And you're just, like, you picked up a sewing machine, and you ended up being so good at it. I, I guess because in my family, it goes back so far. My mom used to sew for me when I was little all the time. So mm-hmm. we had all the house, and it just kind of, like, came natural to me. Um, so after a few more months of learning how to sew, I made sure I perfected the art because, obviously, I'm not going to give girls what my first bikini was because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it just I, – I just said, you know what, like, COVID hit, and it hit at a bad time because I did not plan to launch when – you know, with COVID around, mm-hmm. but happened at the same time. And I had a big talk with my family and I was like, look, I could launch this or I could wait another year. And the ideal situation was just to launch it. So I did. And 
did a lot better than I thought it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, it looks like you're extremely successful. Like, you have such a good following. A lot of people look really engaged. And I see so many people in your swimwear. I'm just, like, it's crazy. I'm, like, in awe of you, which is so good. Like, it's so good. It's so cool. And I can't believe you picked up sewing and you just started it. I'm just shook by that. Yeah, I used to own a crochet business before this. So, mm. I would, like, they build tops for, like, girls. And, you know, it kind of it's always been in my bed. But sewing is a whole other monster to tackle. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could imagine. Okay, so you kind of talked a little bit about your team growing. So, do you want to talk about, like, you know, your whole team, what they do, what you kind of do, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I am obviously the main person who runs it. I wear a lot of hats as any girl who's starting an entrepreneur journey know that you have to basically be everyone in your team. So um, along with that, I realized that there's things in my business that I could outsource that would definitely give me more time to focus on things that would make me the most money, such as like designing new products to come out or actually sewing the bikinis. So um, along my journey, I when I first started, I used to cut and sew the fabric. I realized that cutting takes at least two hours uh, out of each day. So mm-hmm. I outsourced that to my dad. Actually, mm-hmm. he offered take over that. So it's a little family business. I love it. Dad power. He spends about six hours a day cutting fabric in our in our house in Brampton in the basement, just like just cutting away. All <laughs> the- so along with that, in his full time job, then I hired on my mom to help with half the sewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it grow a little bit bigger so I hired another girl who goes to Ryerson for fashion she's also um, a part-time sewer when things get really busy for us and I noticed that I am not the best at copywriting so emails (laughs) yeah I outsource that to another girl who uh, is in Ottawa and she's very good at all of that the emails and the blog so yeah that's so exciting you're like slowly growing but it's like you're still doing so much I definitely, this summer is going to be really, I have a feeling I'm going to need to hire someone to package and all that. So it'll, it'll definitely grow. (laughs) Mm -hmm, For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's so nice that your parents help along as well. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't have that opportunity to have like a supportive, you know, group who will actually help them do the process. Yeah. That's that's the hard part. When I started, I had a lot of doubt and my parents definitely like I was in first year university and I told them like, look, my business. I'm getting like so much, so many orders a day. I can't handle school and my business. And I told them I was dropping out of university and like they, they both cried. It was, <laughs> it was moment for all of us. But after that, like they started to actually see that my business was becoming something that I envisioned and they started to really support me a lot more by, which is really helpful for me. Yeah. That's so nice. And it's nice also that you have help with like social media and stuff too. Cause that is so crazy so important mm-hmm. yeah that's um, that's incredible wow okay so the next kind of question is just kind of going along the lines of you know having times in your life or your business where you just feel like you want to give up so was there ever like a moment where you kind of were like oh I can't do this anymore and you kind of like really thought about not doing it anymore and then you're like you know what I can do it was there ever that kind of moment yeah there was um like I said, I started this out of my dorm room in university, and before I even launched Alpha, like when I was looking at manufacturers, the whole manufacturer journey of 
collecting samples, paying hundreds of dollars for samples that were terrible and not in my price range. I just remember sitting on my floor in my dorm room with like on FaceTime with my mom crying, saying like, I don't have $10,000 to put a down payment on for a whole sample of Mm -hmm. product manufacture. So how am I going to do this? And I honestly just thought it wasn't going to happen. And until I discovered a new route of making my own suits. So that's something that I would definitely offer for any girl who is hitting a wall right now. She might feel like there's an end point where she can't get past it is just, just to wait it out. Cause you'll always find another route to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like manufacturing is one of those things where it's just so expensive to start. Cause I've heard, so ex- yeah, I've heard so many different business owners say like the same thing. It's just the costs are upfront costs are crazy. Yeah, it was like ten thousand dollars for only like three styles and two colors, which is not. Yeah, that is not a range at all. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. And I feel like with handmade, you can kind of make the decisions that you want to make. So if you want to do like, I know like the biggest trouble that I have with swimsuits is that because I need a large top and a small bottom, like every set possible. Oh yeah. geez, it just sucks. <laughs> it's like small and small. I'm like, okay, that doesn't work, and I'm like. So the fact that yours are like handmade, you can make those customizations, which is so nice. Yeah, and if any girl ever said like I need, I have like a larger bust cup, but mm-hmm. a smaller bandwidth around my body. The easy thing is I can make it adjustable to that because it's all handmade. It's all in my control, mm-hmm. and the lines are all in my. Control. If I were to go with a manufacturer, I would have to prepare at least three months in advance. Definitely more, but like minimum three months in advance. Mm-hmm. Because it takes time to get it shipped overseas to plan it all. If there's any issues, whereas here I just kind of I could make a launch in a week if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. And also, like the handmade is so much better. It is, and it's. I personally don't support fast fashion, mm-hmm. and hearing stories about like how horribly they're treated in the manufacturer, it just breaks my heart that people you know order stuff from like Daffel and Shine and all that, all those like horrible places mm-hmm. their workers less than a dollar an hour and mm-hmm. they are not so yeah I love like I love the whole like support local I think that's such important especially in COVID like support as much local as you can it's so important okay so the next question and this is just kind of going about your day-to-day what do you love most about your job as an entrepreneur yeah so I think Like the main thing would definitely be the messages that I get from the girls or the, the transformations that I see. So a lot of the girls that have started with me when I first launched are still with me now, obviously still supporting and to see them go from girls who would not post in a bikini to having their whole Instagram full of bikini pics is so heartwarming Mm -hmm. because that's the whole reason behind my brand. I want girls to put on my bikini and to feel confident enough to post a picture. Um, that's like the main objective of it. But in my day to day, I think the best part would definitely be being on my own schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person who can't work nine to five. I need like a burst of energy in the morning, take like an hour nap in the afternoon and work again and take it up. Like I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, my hours are up to me, which is probably the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah, that's a, the biggest thing that I heard was just like nine to five is just one of those things. It could be so draining. But then when you're your own entrepreneur, your own boss, you kind of determine those hours for yourself. And it gives you that like freedom, which is so nice. 
<laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so the next question kind of based off of that one a little bit, and it's what is an average day in the life as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I live alone in my apartment. Now I moved out of my parents' house. Um, and so basically I wake up at 9 in the morning, usually 9. I go for a walk with my puppy, and it's important for me to move my body first in the morning, so I get a workout done after my walk every day. And then I go ahead and sew for about maybe 6 to 7 hours, however long I feel like I need to. Um, and then all evening, that's when I get my most creative uh, bursts. So that's when I'm creating new designs, planning new launches, or um, marketing on social media. So I will sit on my phone and just go onto girls' pages. Like uh, I'll go to a friend of mine and then look at her followers and then go through her entire follow, follow list. Mm -hmm. Just like and comment the girls' pictures just to engage with them for them my brand some of them like follow some of them like to also come back mm -hmm. um so it's a great way to market definitely for sure and then to read before bed single night because i think it's important i read a lot of investing in business books because mm -hmm. i have no business background. <laughs> <laughs> everything that i've learned is from google mm -hmm. or from podcasts so yeah. educated is something that's important to me and then I I go to bed super early around eleven or thirty. So yeah, I'm wow. a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That is like the one thing that I wish I could do because I'm the type of person who cannot go to sleep at like eleven. I'm like twelve twelve thirty is already early for me. I'm like I can't do it. So I'm like the fact that you're going to bed at eleven, girl, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your day seems pretty nice. Like it's nice because you're kind of going off of the schedule that you want to. Exactly. Yeah. And the best part is I could pick up and go whenever I want. So mm -hmm. um, last week I actually like needed to go somewhere to take content. So I just took a trip by myself with my dog and mm -hmm. we just it so easy. I didn't have any obligations here because my team handled the sewing while I was gone. And I marketed while I was away. Wow. That's, oh my gosh, that's incredible. Girl, look <laughs> at you. You should be so proud of yourself. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the next kind of question is what kind of hours do you put in? So I know you guys briefly mentioned that you put like six to seven hours into just sewing. So how many like hours do you think you put in a day into your business? Yeah. So it depends on the season. When I first started or even before I launched, I was, I was working 12 hours a day, just researching. Like mm -hmm. it was, I lost a lot of friends and a lot of people in my life because they didn't understand what I was doing because mm -hmm. I was constantly wanting to learn. I was like a sponge. Mm -hmm. so I would everything that I could. I was 12 hours of learning a day. Then when I launched, it got a little bit bigger than I thought it was going to. And I was stuck at a point where I was 80 orders behind. Oh my and God. The, the girl, like it was constantly 80 orders behind because I would finish 10 orders in a day, but get 10 orders that day. So the number would never go down. Oh my God. So we're waiting like a month for their suits. So I was sewing 12 hours a day, like mm -hmm. full on day, taking few hour breaks here and there to go yeah. for a walk, exercise a little bit. Um, once I hired on a team, uh, the two other sewers, it started becoming a little bit more flexible. I would definitely say I'd still sew for six hours a day mostly. Um, and then marketing i'm on my phone on instagram about three or four hours a day which is mm -hmm. a lot yeah 
it is a little excessive, but when you have a brand that's e-commerce, it's important to always be engaged with social media. Mm-hmm. And I spend maybe one to two hours a day doing content for TikTok or for my Instagram. So that's like a pretty much a full day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. Have <laughs> a business, it becomes you're like every hour kind of thing. Like it's not mm-hmm. a. Uh, I can just like work one hour a day and that's it. It becomes your whole life. But yeah. at the same time, you love what you're doing so much that it doesn't feel like work. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so oh, that's so incredible. Because it's like, it's a lot of work, but in the end, it, it pays off for you. Because you're doing yeah, exactly what you love. So, yeah. Um, it's- yeah, that's so nice. I love that. Okay, so we kind of talked about this a little bit. And the biggest thing is what motivates you to kind of do this day by day? Yeah, so it would definitely be the transformations that I see in girls, the like the positive messages and just the amount of support that I'm getting. If I didn't have that backing up and I was just selling bikinis for the sake of it, I don't think I would have come this far. Because when there's times where I'm tired, when I don't want to work, when I am having like a mental breakdown, basically, mm-hmm. and Somehow I always get a random message from a girl that just says like a huge paragraph saying, Hey, you've changed my life with your brand. This is why. And after reading that, I just want to go back to work and do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So definitely the girls that have been supporting me are the, the reason why I keep going. They're driving me to constantly push myself to create more for them mm-hmm. and alpha a resource for women and not just a bikini. So yeah. they're definitely yeah. yeah, it becomes more of, like, a community rather than just, like, this brand that you bought a product from. It is. It's crazy. I had a girl message me today that said, like, I know that you're not talking to me directly on your Instagram. I read your posts when I watch your story. I feel like you're speaking to me only, which is really beautiful because that's what I want girls to feel. I mm-hmm. want them and important and like they're the only person that matters to me because each and every one of them are special so oh I love that it seems like you're super passionate more or less about the company but more about the changes that that it's making to people yeah that was why I started um I didn't get too much to my whole body positive story but I was young really struggled with body image so the whole reason why I started alpha was to really get back to the girls who are 16 to 20 years old mm-hmm. who are going through what I was going through and to maybe help prevent it or to help them through it. Because mm-hmm. if I had a brand or a person there for me when I was struggling, I think it would have made life a lot easier for me. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent, especially with the media and everything now and social media is becoming so prevalent in every single person's life. It's just like, it's just so crazy how it could affect you and your body image. Like, insane amount yeah well instagram played a big role like i i went through depression and anxiety it was a main factor in why i was depressed because i would go on and i would look at all these beautiful models i'm like why don't i look like why mm-hmm. can't my like that and i would do everything i could to look like them but you know like it's just not possible like our bodies are all different so my main goal with Alpha was to change that with social media and maybe make it a space that influenced girls to now put their body You know, social media just becomes overall more body in place. Yeah, I love that. I love that message that you come across when you are, you know, I even, I follow both of your accounts and I see them too and I'm like, girl, get it. I'm like, I love how positive you are and it's just like, 
every single thing you post, it's more of a positivity thing than it is more negative. Yeah, it's important for me. Mm-hmm, I love that. Okay, so with a business, there's definitely a lot of financial burdens and costs. So <laughs> what are the costs kind of ballpark? You don't have to go into pull out the receipts, you know, give me the specifics. Yeah. But what are kind of like the costs that you kind of endure day to day? Yeah, I don't mind. I think it's important to share numbers. And I know a lot of girls feel or a lot of business owners feel hesitant to share the numbers. But mm-hmm. it's important entrepreneurs when I first started I probably put around two thousand dollars into it which is nothing compared to what I would have done with a manufacturer mm-hmm. so two thousand dollars got me some fabric so I could make some samples play around with it all of those samples ended up being horrible but it got me a stepping stone to learn what I was trying to do um the machines I had already had in my family so those things I didn't have to pay for which was a really good thing because machines are very expensive um so yeah two thousand dollars initially then uh, it really cost me about five dollars to make a bikini Mm -hmm. not time so just um supply wise it cost me about five dollars I sell the bikinis from 38 to 48 dollars making quite a bit of a profit off of it which is really good because manufacturing um charge you about $15 a bikini so mm-hmm. you can see where there's a big price change there mm-hmm. um then when I first launched I on my first day I probably made about $2,000 which paid for my debt which was really cool it paid off right there mm-hmm. it was a lot but it was a lot for you know my first time launching I was like wow people are actually buying girl what do you food. mean that's not a lot $2,000 that's incredible <laughs> Like, I was, like, sitting in the basement in my house because I was living at home at the time, like, yelling at my parents, order, order, order. (laughs) So, yeah, it was very fun. Overall, throughout the summer, I made over $60,000 just in the summer alone, which was really cool because Mm -hmm. we worked really hard and pushed ourselves to do that. But I I didn't really know what I was doing. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I made $60,000 in sales and I'm, like, sitting there, like, how the heck did that happen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a fun a fun summer. So the cost was low, but that's because I really bootstrapped my business. Um, I recommend for any girl that's going into it, research your options because if I had went with the manufacturer, I would have lost a lot of money mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have gotten this big. So patience and research is really important when it comes to your finances. Mm-hmm. Again, I am not the best at math, so. <laughs> Even my finances to this day, I, I still take care of it, but um, it's a struggle. So I recommend hiring someone, which I will probably do this year to handle that. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys also put money into like social media? Because I know you do a lot of like photography campaigns where you have pictures yeah. with models. Like, do you put money into those as well? Well, I talked with a uh, Instagram ad specialist, and I was like, should I be doing this? Because all summer I never did Instagram or Facebook ads or any mm-hmm. ads at all. Yeah, And he was like, how in the world did you become so successful over the summer without, you know, using Facebook or Instagram ads? Because usually that's what gets you a little bit of um, a leg up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what got me the most attention was word of mouth or mm-hmm. the ambassadors. So when a girl buys my bikini, she posts it on her story. All her friends, yeah, they follow me. They purchase a bikini and it just grows and grows and grows. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more important than Instagram ads because I could 
reach like 4,000 people through Instagram ads and maybe only get one sale Mm -hmm. because you're not building that trust foundation. Whereas if you have a friend post it and their friend sees it, obviously they're friends. So they know each other, they trust Mm -hmm. each other. That gives you a gateway to them, letting them know that you are a trustworthy brand, someone they know has, and you're going to get what you're, what you're paying for, which is really important. Yeah, for Um, sure. I also think I didn't put money into uh, influencers, but I did send a lot of influencers some free gifts. Mm -hmm. One of the big moments in my business was when Allie Fuller fit Instagram. She's a fitness influencer. When she posted my bikini, my website like glitched and shut down. Like it was so crazy. Oh my gosh. On the website. And I got a lot of orders from her. She's the reason why I'm, I even have like a prominent following in the U S mm-hmm. at all. So I definitely think for any girl who's looking, um, to, to go into marketing to first bootstrap and do gifting and, um, word of mouth marketing before you go into Instagram ads. Hey guys, I'm interrupting this episode to bring you a very special promotion slash discount code that is just for all the ordinary gal listeners. Callista has given you guys 20% off on any bikinis from the Alpha Swimwear website. If you're like me and you are so inspired by our story, absolutely love the brand after hearing this amazing podcast, then you're probably wanting an Alpha Swimwear bikini. I'm probably going to go and buy about 10 after this. So if you guys want to get 20% off your order, you can use the code ORDINARYGAL at the Alpha Swimwear checkout. I know. Go do your shopping, girl. Get that bikini because I'm excited to see all your cute bikini photos. Don't forget to use the code ORDINARYGAL for 20% off. Now back to the podcast. Okay, so now we're going to talk about a few Instagram questions that my followers and your followers have sent in. So the first one is kind of how do you become an ambassador for your brand? Because you do have an ambassador program. Yeah, so um, to become an ambassador, really easy. Just send us a DM on Instagram. Me or my social media market manager will send you a message that breaks down exactly how it works. Um, basically you fill out a form on our website with your name, your Instagram, then you get an email with a PDF, everything you need to know. Um, and from there, the next is to either purchase a bikini with the model discount, or if you already have a bikini, um, you can just get your code and start promoting. So it's super easy, super simple, and you get a lot of perks as an ambassador, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. Awesome. That's easy. Breaks it down super easy. (laughs) Okay. So the next question is, why did you choose to start a bikini company? So I was, when I was around 18, I think it was the first time I ever posted a picture in a bikini. And I was like, wow, this is actually really empowering. Like I Mm. didn't get a lot of attention from it, which is not what I was looking for. But I, I looked at myself on my Instagram and and I was like, I feel very empowered to see myself that way because I'm confident finally to be in a bikini. Mm-hmm. And I want every girl to feel that way because I know so many girls who put cover-ups on or put their arms over their stomach because they're insecure about their body. And I just want every girl to feel confident in a bikini no matter what they look like. So that's definitely the main reason. Amazing. Yeah. I like that you started a bikini company because I feel like a lot of 
people don't want to get into that because it could be kind of, you know, risky, I guess, kind of thing. Because then that there comes a whole body image and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of love that you started that because it's like the whole message of empowerment is so important. Pairing the two together was a good, a good combination. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so the next question is, would you ever go full time with just your business? Yeah, so I am full time. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like, I'm pretty sure she is already full time, like 12 hours in a day just on bikini making. <laughs> I'm like, there's no. no room there for a nine to five job. There's no room. Yeah, <laughs> no, I went to university and it was a big decision to drop out because that's all I wanted to do with my life since I was little. I was like, I am going to university. I'm a professor. That's it. Um, so when this came along, I had a big, okay, what am I doing with my life moment? Because at the time that I dropped out, probably only made $20,000 and my parents were like, Calista, like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. So it was a big decision, but it, it happened in the right timing and it's been a year now and I'm still doing really well. And I'm able to pay for myself to go on vacation and live in an apartment and support myself. So it's definitely a good decision. For me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of one of those scenarios where it's like, you don't know whether to like, just do it and like yeah it's, it's so difficult you don't know whether it's like okay let's just do it or like be play it safe yeah I, I always recommend taking a risk it's it's scary but if you're determined and you're not willing to give up it'll always work out mm -hmm, for sure for sure okay so the next question is where do you find your inspiration for all your new ideas so new bikini ideas new launches how do you come up with those ideas yeah, so I follow a lot of brands on Instagram. I like to keep up to date with what's coming, what's in style, because I think it's important to have what's in style. I ask my followers a lot what they want to see. I listen to feedback because the people that are buying from me are the most important people to get advice from. So mm -hmm. I always take their most of the time, my inspiration will just come in, like, random bursts. So even, like, tonight, I was just sitting planning a launch that's happening next month. And I had this crazy idea to have this new launch coming in a few more months. And I was like, okay, I have to write this down. So mm -hmm. they just come in ideas. I go creative, um, creative like, days where I just have, like, ideas coming out of me like crazy. Mm -hmm. And days it's no ideas at all. So, yeah. Pinterest is also very helpful too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm a, I love Pinterest. I'm an, a Pinterest addict, so I know exactly what you mean. But I feel like also like it's so hard to come up with inspiration, especially if you have like you already have so many various styles of bikinis on your site, and even like with your launches and everything. So I feel like inspiration is one of those things that could be so difficult to come up with. Yeah, what I like to do is I like to take, for example, my selling bikini was the Venice top, um, which was really good for girls with bigger bust and smaller bust was good for both. Um, but what I did just came out was I added a gold loop to the middle of the top. So same design, same pattern, everything, but I added a gold loop to it, which made it blow up even more. So mm -hmm. take that I already have and just making them even better is also a great way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, the next question from Instagram was, how do you build your brand following and engagement? I know you talked about this a little bit, how you go and you kind of like find people, you comment and like, but is there any other techniques that you use to build your reach? Yeah, so I definitely think giveaways are a great way to a follower, a following. Um, when I was starting um, my first giveaway, I gave 500 followers just from that one giveaway. Mm -hmm. so 
I realized doing that once a month, it slowed down a bit. Now I gain about maybe a hundred to 200 each giveaway. That's a good significant way to gain engagement and followers. Um, there's a, a formula for your content. If you have an Instagram account, um, to make your, your posts more engaging. So there's education, entertainment, um, think it's enemy and something else that I can't remember <laughs> um, to me after but making your posts engaging um for your customers so asking them questions in your in your caption saying like hey I have these two bikinis which one would you choose or tag a friend that would take the other one mm -hmm. um education is educating them on your brand or educating them on something in your uh, niche which is really important mm -hmm. and then is having a common enemy this doesn't mean like a person or anything but for me the common enemy would be fast fashion mm -hmm. and um brands that are not eco-friendly or body positive so with my followers I, I go on very often and I say okay are you really going to support a brand that makes the clothing in a manufacturer for people like this or are you going to support a brand that you know their workers right and that creates a common enemy mm -hmm. and it's the relationship between you and your brand which is really important yeah for sure yeah i feel like when you have similar thoughts and similar opinions on things you usually tend to build more of an engagement because they have the same opinions I'm, I'm even finding that with like because i recently started making my instagram more into a blog and i found that a lot of the followers that you gain are usually the ones who have the exact same like feelings on things as you or they kind of have the same aesthetic or vibes as you so it's it's definitely i think that's a huge reason that you can gain and reach and yeah. on instagram cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah relatable content is so important if people can't relate they don't really care Exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so the next question is what was your most successful moment as a business owner? Um, I think for me, the thing that sticks most in my mind is the first ever launch day. Mm -hmm. I was sitting here thinking, like, God, he's going to buy. I'm probably going to get, like, two orders. And, you know, making $2,000 in one day was a really big deal for me because it was a validating moment saying that, you know, people like this and people are going to buy. So I'm going to – that was a big driving moment. As well as um, that Kelly Fuller fit at uh, posted I just couldn't believe how many yeah. people were on and it was big because they were all from the states I hadn't gotten any orders from the states it was all Canada so yeah that was two very important moments for me yeah that's so I couldn't even imagine like seeing like a huge influencer wearing your bikini it's just like so uh, like fulfilling because you're like I made it it was so nice too like I just reached out to her over Instagram and I was like hey like I just started my brand. Can you post a picture of the bikini? She's like, yeah, no problem. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, some so influencers, I feel like they charge like so much money just for a post. They charge and some of them don't even answer. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. She was amazing. She's so sweet. To this day, like I still send her stuff when she posts. She's so sweet. Yeah, that's so nice because then you have that kind of relationship for like a long time with her now. That's important too. Something I've learned is building relationships, not mm -hmm. only with but with your followers because influencers are important but your followers are your your ambassadors they're your brands mm -hmm. you know people who promote you so treating your customers as if they were influencers it's also very important too yeah i feel like a lot of companies don't do that not at yeah, all i don't know about you yeah i'll send it to but if you wear it i don't care yeah <laughs> i love it
Okay, and so the final question of the podcast, which you've given so much good advice this whole podcast. I think any person who is listening who is thinking of trying to do a business probably has been influenced now to do a business. Um, But the final question is, what is advice that you would give to anyone who's looking to start their own business? Um, I would say don't accept failure. Because mm-hmm. if you, I just read this book um, called Think and Grow Rich, and it, it really explained that if you even have failure on your radar, if you even have it as a possibility, there's a chance it will happen. So I noticed that when I first started Alpha, failure was not an option. There was no way in hell I was going to put that little bit of money. It was a lot to me then and lose it all and not have a beautiful brand. So don't accept failure. Do research before Mm-hmm, for sure. Research, I think, is so important. You can't just kind of... Yeah. yeah. Like, like I, I probably read every single article was about starting a brand. And I remember, like, just... I had a boyfriend at the time, and he was like, can you just get off your phone and stop reading random blog posts? Like, it's just... <laughs> it, it, it was all I did. <laughs> I love that. And she was like, and that's when I knew he was not the one. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, he said no to the blog post, and that's when he got cut. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being on my podcast. Is there any way your, like my followers can find you and also your swimwear brand? Yeah. So my Instagram is fit with Calista. I-S-T. And the brand Alpha Swimwear. You can find our thing on our Yeah. I'll also link them all below so that they can find it, all that fun stuff. So thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I absolutely loved having you. And to all the listeners who are listening, you can check us out every Fridays. I always release a new episode. And that's me for now. Bye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)